This is Inspired Wellness with Jessica, your new go-to podcast for mind, body, and emotional wellness. Tune in to hear real, raw conversations about stress, anxiety, and holistic self-care. I am your podcast host. My name is Jessica. I am from Inspired Life Collective. I'm an advanced EFT practitioner, meditation therapist, and holistic life coach, and I am on a mission to educate you on how to release stress from your body and dare I say, even prevent it and inspire you to live life with a calm body, a clear mind and thriving emotionally. If you are ready to support your long-term health and wellness, then let's jump straight into the episode. And here we are again. Welcome to all of the beautiful ladies joining me today. Whenever it is that you are listening, welcome, welcome, welcome. Now today I'm going to talk to you about self-care. And self-care is something that is different to everybody. So I'm going to talk to you about finding the right self-care for you. And we'll go through a little exercise towards the end of this episode where you can actually explore some questions to make a plan to find, you know, what it is that you want to actually do for your self-care. Because, you know, we hear this all the time and I know it's a really cliche thing, but I haven't uh, really come up with another way to, I guess, word this yet. But um, people always say, and it's so true, you can't pour from an empty cup. And really what that is saying is that you need to be fueling yourself, your mind, your body, your emotions in order to be able to show up for the other areas in your life. And I know that's hard and it's often forgotten about, particularly if you're busy or if you are, say, a working mum or just, you know, a stay-at-home mum or any kind of mum really because those little people just deplete every bit of life from your being. (laughs) Kidding, kidding. I love my children. Uh, But yeah, really it's something that I think we put on the back burner because there are deadlines and there are time commitments and there are other priorities. And before we know it, we are in a place where our mind is cluttered and our body does not feel good and our mood is not good. Maybe we're experiencing a range of emotions we haven't really before. And at some point, and this may even lead you know, to anxiety, it may lead to chronic stress, it may lead to some kind of burnout down the track. But at some point, we really need to be asking ourselves, what can I do to support myself? But you know, before that happens, So why do we actually need self-care besides everything I just mentioned? You know, self-care has actually been clinically proven to reduce anxiety, depression, minimize frustration, minimize anger, increase happiness, increase motivation, and improve energy, among other things. So all of this sounds really good. And, you know, one would think, okay, well, if all it takes is a bit of self-care to say, you know, I don't know, improve my mood or improve my irritability or make me feel less anxious, why aren't I doing it? 
You know, it seems like it should be so easy. And there's a reason why we don't prioritize it. Well, there's probably many reasons, some of which I just spoke about before when you're being pulled in every direction and you just run out of time during your day. Some of it, though, is going to come down to some beliefs. And if you do have one of these beliefs, then I challenge you to challenge that belief. So one of those beliefs is that you are time poor. And don't get me wrong, I know you're busy. I know. But if you believe that you don't have time every day, if you believe that you are just too busy and that is a story you continue to tell yourself, then it's like we were just talking about this actually in our in my um, hypnotherapy diploma class on the weekend. It's like when you you know you are focusing on say uh, you're playing spotto. So my daughter she's six and she plays spotto. So every time she sees a yellow car, she scares the living daylights out of you from the back seat and shouts, Spotto! So because she is looking for a yellow car, she's seeing more yellow cars than I ever knew existed. So it's about what we put our attention to. And if your story and your belief and your attention is that you are just too busy, you're too busy for self-care, you're too busy, you're too busy to you know, do anything, you're, you're time poor, then that is what is going to continue to be your life story. Regardless of whether you actually do have perhaps a couple of pockets of time, you might be able to do something. Another belief is around self-care costing money. And I'm actually going to give you at the end of this episode 15 free, completely monetary free ideas for self-care. But some people believe, and it depends what you've watched. You know, you might have watched mum grow up with this lavish self-care, you know, nails always immaculate, hair always done, off for a facial, and you might not be in a position to afford that. So it depends on what you believe. You might believe that it is too expensive. You might also feel like it's overwhelming because there are a lot of things that you can do. And, you know, what's good for me? I don't know. I don't know what I want to do for self-care. I have 10 minutes a day. I need to spend that time wisely. And by the time I figure out, you know, what I'm going to do in that 10 minutes, the 10 minutes is over. Does that sound familiar? It's overwhelming. And then, of course, I actually come across people who believe, and again, there is no judgment. If this is you, I challenge you to challenge your thinking believe that they don't need any kind of self-care. And I really do just put that to someone who does feel that way. You know, how is that serving you right now? And then another really, really common one, and this is a big one, and, you know, you might even feel called out by this, is that you don't actually think that you are worthy to take the time for yourself, to spend some time looking after yourself because your worth has been put below your family's needs, below your job, below your business, below whatever it is, your self-worth and value has been placed at the bottom of that list. 
So just challenge those thoughts if you are having any of these. And now let's jump into, um, we're going to look at two different ideas of self-care. Okay, two different, I guess, two different ways of viewing self-care. Now, the first one I'm not going to go deep into because I have spoken about this before. And to be honest, one aspect of this is a whole nother episode. But I am a massive, massive advocate for having some sort of activity within your day as self-care that activates your relaxation response. Now, just very quickly, if you do not know what I mean by that, I mean the nervous system within your body, the parasympathetic nervous system that is the opposite to your stress response, which is your sympathetic nervous system. Now, if you are on the go all the time, if you are busy, if you are stressed, if you are anxious, if you are unwell, if you have injury, if you are surrounded by toxins, stress is a generic word. Your stress response is likely to be on because a staggering 85% of us live in a state of fight or flight. Because as I know you've heard me speak about, in our modern world, there is no clear end to the stress response. There is no clear end because our stress is triggered by a conversation, an email, a thought that we've had not a tiger chasing us and we've made it to safety and then our parasympathetic nervous system kicks in. So you, in my opinion, as one of the first and foremost ways of self-care that you know I honestly recommend to anybody who comes to work with me that they add into their daily routine is to do an activity that activates their relaxation response and gives their body a chance to return to homeostasis, okay? So we want to be doing things like EFT tapping because we know that tapping sends a calming signal to the amygdala, which is your, you know, fight or flight response control center, and that will then activate uh, the other nervous system to be more dominant. We know that meditation brings you into this state. We know that breath work, can bring you into this state yoga okay so any of those things and it doesn't have to be for long it could be that you do a couple of minutes of tapping in the morning and then you do a short meditation in your car between finishing work and picking up the kids or you listen to one in bed as you go to sleep at night time it could be so simple it could be that a couple of times a week instead of your high intensity workout you do something like yoga or tai chi, something that's activating that parasympathetic nervous system. And the reason that this is such a form of self-care is because we're talking about fostering positive health outcomes. And in this instance, you know, this act is going to affect you mentally and physically. So when I'm talking about fostering positive health outcomes, when we are in a long-term state of stress, okay, so as I mentioned, stress is generic. It could be illness, injury, uh, external stressor events, thought processes. It could be uh, being surrounded by toxins. When, we, when our body is in a state of stress, 
what is happening is that everything is shutting down at a cellular level and those cells are not getting an adequate amount of nutrition or oxygen that they need to thrive. And this, and that's a whole nother episode, but this is creating a really toxic environment within your body that is setting you up for illness. And we know from so much research that stress is being linked to what we now call stress-related illness, which can include heart disease and can include stroke and can include all sorts of nasty, nasty things that will have a huge impact on your health and your life. Maybe even take a toll on all of that. So managing the stress within your body and regularly activating that relaxation response, again, in my opinion, is one of the first and foremost best things that you can do for self-care. And I would be looking at adding it into your routine daily somehow. Now, the second aspect of self-care, so the first, that was the first, we're talking about fostering positive health outcomes. And now the second aspect I want to talk about doing it from a place of filling your cup for happiness, filling your cup for that motivation, filling your cup, you know, to minimize your frustration and improve your mental health outcomes. And to do that, we want to find the self-care that is right for you. So I highly encourage you to grab a journal or just jot down these questions and sit down later and really go through these questions, okay? Journal them out, take some time and figure out what is right for you. So there's three stages to this. The first thing is think to yourself, what do I need now? Because your go-to self-care option that might have always been a facial on a Friday night with a face mask, um, you know, and then a hot towel afterwards in your bathroom, that that's fantastic. Keep doing it. But you might really need some connection right now from your friends. You might need to socialize for self-care. You might need some time alone for self-care. You might need some healthier eating habits or some exercise for self-care. Okay, so really looking at your life right now because what you might have always done might not be what you need right now. So getting your journal and asking that question and journaling it out if you like to journal. If you don't like to journal, then sit down with a meditation, any guided meditation, uh, or sit down you know, with um, even just some calm music And just put one hand on your chest and one hand on your stomach. Bring your awareness to your breathing. And just before you start that process, ask yourself, what do I need right now? And then sit and breathe. And just allow the answer to come to you, you know, within the hours or minutes after you've done this process. Sit for 10 minutes. Or just ask. Ask the universe, ask your higher power, ask whatever, whoever you believe in. Ask, what do I need right now? And look for the sign. Be open to receiving that information. 
Because if you ask and you are genuinely open to receiving, you will receive. So once you have figured out what it is you need, the next question to ask yourself is where can I get that from? So if it's connection, where am I going to get that from? Is it from my friends, from my family? Is it from joining a social club or starting to play netball or going to a gym? Where can I get that from? If I need to exercise and I don't want to join a gym, can I get that from YouTube? You know, where can I get that from? Maybe from an app. If I want to eat healthier, where can I get my recipes from? Whatever it is that you need, if you need to be connecting with nature right now, if you feel like you have been inside, you don't move your body and you are not getting enough fresh air and you connect with the fact that you need to be out in nature more, where are you going to get that from? And then step three is to make a plan. When are you going to do this? How many times a day or a week or a month are you going to do this? What could possibly get in your way? Prepare for the obstacles. And remember that whether you want to treat yourself or whether you want to form a new habit, when forming a new habit, remember, you know, it can take up to 30 to 90 days for those new neuropathways to be really established. So your mind will be working against you whilst you are trying to form new habits. So just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep trying. And the more you enjoy it, the more it will become a reward for you, the more easier it will become to do. So I hope that helps you to make a plan for your self-care. If you want more information on, you know, being able to get yourself into habits or how to meditate, how to use EFT, or you'd like access to libraries of resources of these things, then I highly encourage you to have a look at Thrive, which is my monthly membership that offers all of that and so much more. And I'll pop a link to that in the show notes. Now, I promised you at the beginning 15 free ideas totally cost-free ideas to implement for yourself for self-care. Now, you may love all of these, some of these, none of these. It's completely, you know, personal choice, but here is a few different ones that you may enjoy. So getting out in nature, upping your water intake, spending time with loved ones or pets, exercise, having an orgasm, stretching, mindful meals. So sit down by yourself and really mindfully eat. Just be. Sit somewhere alone, stand somewhere alone, go outside, drive somewhere, get out of your car and sit somewhere and just allow yourself to be. You might like to have a dance party. You might like to look at the stars of an evening. You might sing in the shower. And then my last three, maybe are a little tougher, but um, are definitely acts of self-care. The first one is 
to, well, this isn't really tough, but find a place that feels magical for you. So as grown-ups, we really lose the idea of magic and it's sad because if we look around and we think about, and I know, you know what, childbirth, I know it's scientific. I know that some, you know, someone can tell you exactly what's happening biologically within your body when you are growing a child. But how magic is that? How magic is that? You know, you have a 10-minute quickie in a shower one day and suddenly you've got this magical baby. So I, I really believe in magic. I really, truly do. Just my perception of it has, I guess, varied a little bit from when I was a child. So find somewhere or something that makes you believe in magic again. The next one, though, may be a little harder, and that's saying no. Say no when you need to say no, and say yes to yourself when you need to say yes to yourself. And my final suggestion is to set boundaries. And setting boundaries is hard. And for a lot of people, uh, you know, those boundaries are actually in place because of a a trauma response uh, or because they're in a state of fight or flight. So, I mean, those boundaries are being pulled down, sorry, because of that. So, and stay tuned because I'm actually going to host a live and online workshop very, very shortly um, on boundaries and setting them and removing your obstacles to boundaries. But if you can establish boundaries, then you are going to be in a much, much better place to really implement self-care. So there you go. And actually, I'll throw in a 16th, and that is to declutter. And if you haven't listened to the podcast episode with Courtney from The Styled Pantry yet, go and have a listen to that. Just declutter. Declutter a space. Declutter. When you declutter your environment, it has a direct effect on your mental health. So those are, I promised 15, I gave you 16. Those are some free ideas. They cost no money whatsoever. And, you know, they're all self-care. And they are all going to work to make you happy and to keep you fulfilled and to keep you feeling like, you know, you have a connection to yourself so that you can then pour out to other people. So that's it for this week, guys. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and I very much look forward to connecting with you next week. You've been listening to Inspired Wellness with Jessica. If you loved what you heard today, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. If you know someone who would love to hear all about this topic, make sure you share this episode on your socials and tag me at inspiredlife.byjessicaann. You can get in touch with me through my website, www.inspiredlifecollective.com.au. Thank you for tuning in and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.